you're listening to the Soul Yoga Podcast, a podcast for the modern mystic mama. I'm your host, Amanda Aaron, soul guide at Soul Yoga Retreat. I invite you to take a breath for your body, mind, and soul. Retreat from the mind movies. Break away from stress and anxiety. Root down and ground yourself into Pachamama, Mama Earth. Join me for a journey to live from our highest selves. Through ritual and ceremony, we create sacred space together. We hold space. We create a safe container to evolve. This podcast is a space where I authentically share my journey, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It is a space where I guide the modern mystic mama to reconnect with Mama Earth. Honoring the turn of the wheel, we use plants, astrology, and kundalini yoga to break old belief systems to move towards soul-level transformation. By uniting body, mind, and spirit, we become present, enjoying each moment fully, and embodying our highest selves. Welcome to this space. just reflecting on what a feminine um, energy it has been for me to operate in as I've created this podcast. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely have the planning and the skills and the ability to um, have used my masculine energy and planned it all out and created a schedule and built strategy around the podcast, um, you know, completed research on <clears throat> what platforms I was going to use, and oh my goodness, even into like a microphone to use, but I just said, you know, my purpose in this podcast is really um, to experiment in a medium, uh, a different medium other than writing of really how I can be sharing my knowledge with the world, be passing it on. And, um, you know, I, I could certainly plan and strategize, and I, I, I do have so much written down already. Um, I remember maybe early 2019, I had thought, okay, Instagram lives. I'm going to do all these lives and record them and I had all my <clears throat> all my strategy and dates around that and looked at the moon and you know, had astrology mixed in. It was beautiful. I still have it. I could definitely use it at any time, but you know, it's so funny for me to listen to people whose podcasts are like, "Oh, you know, on my previous podcast I talked about this and on my, you know, but we're not going to talk about this until you know, many more podcasts down or many more episodes down the road and it's just like no this is just my beautiful feminine <clears throat> experience of uh, of not planning yeah I don't have a schedule I don't have a frequency of how often these podcasts are released right now they're literally just when they fit into my schedule as a new mom and when do I have that time, a quiet time to myself, um, that I can just download my brain 
So when there are some bath time moments, bathtub time moments I have to myself and I can just speak with you and share with you, whoever my little two-person audience is, two, three people, I think that's as many as I've reached so far. Um, and in case anybody's curious, I ended up uh, going with Anchor to host online. Um, and then I only linked to Spotify and um, Apple Podcast. I don't have any of the other links available. Um, and what else? I had to record my intro and do some sound editing on, you know, oh, Audacity, that's what it's called, A-U-D, like audio Audacity. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, I used Audacity to edit the intro and um, I went to YouTube to look up uh, royalty-free music and I couldn't figure out how to download off of YouTube, so I just put my phone speakers, um, we have a set of the Apple uh, Home Pods, the, the, the stereo system, the speakers, um, so I just put the phone to record between both of those, and played the YouTube clip with one phone and recorded it with the other phone. <coughs> I use Otter. Um, to do all of my um, sound and audio recording, not even through any headphones, just through the microphone of the phone. So there's definitely lots of room for improvement, but man, my goal was to just start simply, you know, like I don't need to be burdened with all of this knowledge and striving. I just need to experiment, need to have a good time. <clears throat> okay, so anyways, enough about that. Yesterday was my breakthrough day. And as I'm reading another email from my inbox today from my favorite astrologer, Soulshine Astrology, learned everything from her podcast, the Cosmic Calling podcast, and now she has a book out. But she also referenced a few books early on, and those were a huge help for me to learn astrology. So yesterday, the planet Mercury was in a beautiful, harmonious, peaceful angle with the North Node of Future Destiny. So the North Node, I don't even know if it's a physical sun or star or what. Anyways, the North Node symbolizes, like, your your highest self, the best that you could be. And uh, yesterday it was in a very <clears throat> harmonious angle in the sky to Mercury, the planet that represents communication. And I honestly had the most phenomenal breakthrough yesterday in just... Um, just some journaling and just some journal prompts that I had done around the new moon and a YouTube video that I listened to by Sarah Verbo, Ver, Ver, Verber, Verba, something like that. 
Um, and she was talking about the Capricorn new moon as, you know, Capricorn is very um, anchored into safety and security. Capricorn wants to be, um, preserve your sense of self. Um, yeah, to be stable is what Capricorn values. And for a long time, I felt that employment, you know, the traditional salaried employment was my safety and security. That's what made me feel stable. I would just, you know, have an anxiety attack if I ever considered quitting my, my job. And it was just so cool. So she's talking about love um, being the kind of the core proponent of this Capricorn new moon that was uh, Wednesday of this week. And at first I was like, what the hell does love have to do with safety and security? You know, I'm reading these other journal prompts from other astrologers and they're very focused on, um, you know, what is your obstacle and what is getting in the way of your impact on the world. So I'm like, oh yeah, totally self-doubt. <laughs> Hello, obvious. I, I know what that is. My, my obstacle is playing small, you know, not sharing my voice, not speaking up, um, not shining my light as brightly as I could. Um, really, in essence, being a true Canadian, you know, just feeling sorry for everything, uh, holding back my ideas. I'm a fairly confident person, like I have my son is in Leo, so I do have that element of fire and um, charisma, but not in the way of like sharing the vulnerable things on my heart. Um, you know, my, my, my private um, heart conversation uh, is all around the rest and, you know, w what is done in private. So my moon is um, in Gemini, which means that the things that really speak to me, the things that really fill me up, the things that really make me feel rested are, um, are conversations. Um, then it, there's something else I forget, but I think it's a house, maybe the house that my moon is in, but um, basically it means specifically one-on-one -on -one conversations. These are the things that fill up my heart. These are the things, um, you know, these are the areas where I should feel like I can speak up and shine my light. <clears throat> but even in those private areas, I still, you know, I still hold back. So I know that this is my my obstacle. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, love. Love is, um, you know, thinking about what is love? What are the actions that happen when I feel loved? And this whole idea that really safety and security, as in stable and unchanging, are not necessarily the key to, to the Capricorn um, energy. Really, it is simply feeling anchored in who you are, your identity, who you are as a person. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it would be very uh, easy and simplistic statement to say that we all feel anchored in who we are when we are loved. And 
that includes loving yourself, but also having those around you to love you. And so this was really the key to the breakthrough for me because all of a sudden that sense of safety and security no longer relied in a form of income for me. I was like, oh, all this power, all this fear that my, um, you know, quitting employment looked like and embodied for me, not being able to pay my uh, utilities, having the utilities shut off in the house, not being able to pay rent, being kicked out of the house, being living on the street. Where do you put all your stuff when you're living on the street? Having to sell all your possessions and, you know, having just nothing of what you worked so hard for all this stuff and things you know that that do make you feel safe and secure but you know really it is love of feeling loved loving yourself doing the actions which speak love and then from there you are anchored in who you are therefore you are safe and secure oh, amazing so realizing, you know, taking that fear out of not being employed was so freeing for me, just like a breath of fresh air. And, you know, the very next day, today, we're, I got got my paycheck, going out, doing the groceries, you know, got those utility bills to pay. And my husband's like, oh, well, you know, we're getting the Canadian child benefit and, um, you know, next week on the 20th. So let's see how much they um updated it to and oh great it's 419 dollars like 60 ish more dollars than it was last year and uh and so he's like okay take 250 dollars and put it aside for yourself and uh you know spend it don't spend it just you know have it for whenever you want it and i was like oh okay well you know put the brakes on buddy like let's focus on paying the bills first i'm pretty sure there's more than 200 dollars worth of overdue bills that we need to catch up on and he's like what you know excuse me miss I had a breakthrough yesterday like where the hell did that go I mean those are my words that's not definitely not how my husband would speak I was just like ah oh, okay here's the reality check so you have the breakthrough and then the next day hits and the reality is you know your words your thoughts the stories you tell, I tell myself, the stories I tell myself need to match my enlightened perspective of finance. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? We're going to be fine. Let's do a fact check. So when Jonathan first moved in with me in 2017, maybe it was 2018 in the fall, he was unemployed for like five-ish months and so we lived off of my one single salary and uh, a credit card for that time and you know money was very very tight and yeah we didn't get to celebrate things like Halloween or Christmas the way that we wanted to but we also always paid our bills we also always had money for food and you know really it, our stress what what did that what did that contribute just aged us I think probably it was not an effective use of our energy we were always okay 
even last year in July, we went off for a family vacation the first time. Um, you know, last year we had purchased a car outright and then decided to do a big family trip to meet my parents in the BC interior and um, first, you know, vacation with a one-year-old baby. And we definitely overspent on that trip and, you know, delayed bill payments and utility payments from July to December. And you know what? It was totally fine. Not once was a single utility cut off. And so the reality of it is, I will always have the money that I need. So why am I worrying about it? Why am I stressing about it? Why am I limiting my my present moment in regards to a future moment that may or may not happen? And the facts say it's not going to happen. And even if I did quit my job, try something else, that doesn't work out very well. I, the, where I am today, I got here because of the skills that I currently have. So if I ever needed to get employment again, find a rental house, totally. Even though the rental market sucks, like, I can do it. It's something that I've done before. It's a skill that I have. I'll be able to find it, no problem. But on the other side of that is all of this potential possibility that I haven't even explored yet. And so that's the thing that really lights me up, you know, even thinking about, okay, I need to talk to my boss and create an exit plan, you know, somewhere now till between now and 2025, 2026, that's, that's going to be it for me in traditional employment. You know, maybe both my husband and I will have two part-time jobs, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Maybe we'll have um, things for sale on an online business. Um, you know, I'm writing a book. I've got this podcast. I have other creative ideas in mind, creative pursuits uh, to get a final product, to have, you know, that source of recurring income. So, you know, it's totally all in the works already. And it just took all of that fear away. I did this beautiful guided meditation from Elle de Poisson. Uh, she has a uh, podcast called The Sacred Roots in episode two, the last 10 minutes, is a guided meditation to say goodbye to your ego. Oh my God, it was so beautiful, it made me cry. So in this exercise, the fear that I embodied, the fear that I sat with and felt and, you know, went down the monkey mind of, oh my God, what if this actually happened, was not being able to pay utilities. So utilities get shut off. So uh, we get evicted from the house. So we're living homeless. That's pretty much as far as the worst case scenario goes for me. I don't really see it getting any quote unquote worse than that. Um, and I just had to ask myself like, where does this fear come from? Like I know that I've always had that scarcity mindset programmed into me. So where did it come from? Okay, I'm looking at my parents. Well, my mom, <laughs> she, she really likes spending money. She has no problem going out to the thrift store, like buying herself like a cheap, new purse for herself or, um, you know, going out to buy a new shirt or new pants or something for special occasion. 
and um, for years when I was a kid, she was uh, in the business of Mary Kay, and her kind, you know, people-pleasing heart just uh, bought all the product and got none of the sales, so I remember, you know, how stressful that time was for my family, like I definitely think my sister and I felt the um, energetic effects of that financial instability. Um, and I think my mom was just more like disappointed that she couldn't, um, you know, bring to reality what my dad had envisioned pretty much. My dad was always the one thinking about you know, having money in a savings account or, you know, spending as little as possible. Um, and it it really, to this day, goes so far that him and my mom still spend, like, nothing on groceries. So they're really, you know, food from the dollar store, like a brownie from the dollar store is a treat. And, and you know, I, everybody's in a different dream. But, oh, God, it's just like I see the decay that is happening within their physical bodies. Of course they're getting older, like I get it, people age, but you know, my husband is only 10 years younger than my mom, yeah. So seven years younger than my dad, and like my husband is in prime of his life, like very, very physically healthy and fit. you know, some mental spiritual practice, obviously, some physical working out goes into that too, but so much of it is um, just what we eat, man, we are just so thriving because of what we feed ourselves, and our son, and he's, you know, he had one fever in two years, and, and never really been sick, and oh god, okay, so my dad doesn't spend a lot of money on food, So then I look at my mom's parents. Well, you know, did I feel any scarcity passed down from my grandparents? Um, And my grandma was a teacher and my grandpa was a farmer. And they had a very simple life. But you know what? They enjoyed themselves. They weren't like the self-punishing Christians. They went to a united church. They, you know, indulged in alcohol and cigarettes and probably my grandpa was an alcoholic but he was the fun funny alcoholic and it's just you know the stories I hear say that they were always a joy to be around and that does not sound like scarcity that sounds like abundance to me so clearly I'm not getting this feeling of scarcity from my mom's side so I follow my dad's side okay what were what do I know of my dad's parents well my grandma lived in denial of everything and my grandpa was well, I've, not, I've never heard a kind word spoken about my grandpa. He was the alcoholic on the opposite end of the spectrum, and he died young because of, I don't know, a stroke, heart attack, something like that, Un- unhealthy things. Just, you know, his body had prematurely decayed by decades. Um, and And so, you know, for my grandpa, yeah, my dad lived in houses that had holes in the floor, holes in the roof. Some houses had never even been hooked up to a city utilities, um, you know, system ever. Anyways, living in houses without electricity, without a fridge, 
Um, my grandma never left leftovers. She always said, you know, oh, well, it can't be refrigerated because that's how she grew up in the dirty 30s was without a fridge. And, uh, and then my grandpa, you know, just because he couldn't keep a job, because he was, you know, very depressed and violent uh, alcoholic, they moved around a ton as a family. And, you know, definitely sometimes the utilities were shut off. Sometimes they were evicted from a house. And the one time they were living in a house that didn't even have utilities. And so, you know, there is a purpose for our ego. And I'm realizing, oof, my ego has been passed down to me from two generations from my dad's side. And it is still protecting me from the fear that I'm not going to be able to pay my utilities. And in that, in that moment when I'm sitting, waiting for the West Coast Express train to come Thursday morning, you know, 6.15 a.m., I'm like having such this heartfelt moment and crying and like, whoa, extreme gratitude to my ego for protecting my spirit for two generations. And finally, I can say with utmost gratitude, thank you. Thank you for, you know, executing your purpose flawlessly, continuously, without error, relentlessly even and you know what I release you you're allowed to retire you know you may rest in peace goodbye I love you but I'm not gonna operate from you anymore I'm gonna operate from spirit from source from from a flow instead of a control and um, you know what I just trust that it's gonna be beautiful and the facts say that it is going to be beautiful and I am going to be okay. And right now I am fine. In this moment, I'm totally fine. I'm totally at peace. I'm totally loved. And so I don't need that protective ego anymore to hold me in safety and security. My safety and security has a different source. And, oh, it is just so freeing and releasing. And um, even my husband said today, like, keep journaling about it, Amanda. Like, I want to know how this process goes for you tomorrow, two days from now, ten days from now, two weeks from now. Like, where, where are you? Where's your, where's your head at? What is going on with your, with your self-talk, with your processes, with your relationship to finance, to employment, you know, to that numbers are limited and not infinite mentality so I will definitely have to you know keep a journal and write it down and um, just observe like how I evolve from here so um, in another one of her episodes on the Sacred Roots podcast Ellie talks about the void this area of no longer identifying with past belief systems, but not yet embodying the belief systems and the values that you now hold. Heck, maybe not even realizing, like, what the hell do I believe anymore? What are my values? Um, as a new mom, oh, 
man, the first year, even into the second year, I'm constantly analyzing that, like, what are my values? I'm doing this every day, you know, not having boundaries with my husband, not having boundaries with my child. So what the hell is my belief system? <laughs> you know, I would have said that healthy boundaries is something that I value, but yet I'm not living that out. So, you know, there's a gap. What What's going on there? And just reassessing, like, who have I evolved into and I think that I'm constantly peeling back the layers and constantly finding out more of like who I am but girl let me tell you I'm so ready to move on from the void like oh I'm just starving for connection and community and um you know my my husband is everything to me but he's also not a woman and there's just a different energetic dynamic of a woman relating to a woman that that space holding so if you're a woman if you're listening to this podcast like hello girl reach out email me find me on social media uh social media i changed the name again because instagram's dumb so it's no longer at soul yoga retreat underscore it's amanda jane aaron so a-m-a-n-d-a-j-a-y-n-e-a-a-r-o-n so that's my full name first name middle name last name uh that's where you can find me on instagram my email amanda.jane j-a-y-n-e-08 at gmail.com uh sure why not i'll include my cell phone too so those of you who want to text i'm like really proficient at replying to texts if you call me, your voicemail will probably get left for months without any reply. I just don't. <laughs> don't pay attention to my phone. So frequently that I would even answer a call, it's always on silent. You know, my phone is not the boss of my life. I see a text, I answer it whenever I feel like it. Usually it's soon. So you can even text me, 778-928-2711. And I don't know, I've been really bad at getting together with people in person since having a baby. So, like, text is awesome, email is awesome, Instagram is awesome. Um, I haven't really been able to do that many phone calls or Zoom calls, you know, for personal connection. Um, But maybe somewhere in there we can connect and we can build each other up and we can just say, Oh my God, woman, you are doing awesome. You're doing amazing. Look at all the things in your life. Look at who you are. Who you are is amazing. You are more than enough. I know I need to say that to myself every day, and I'm sure that you could really benefit from hearing it too, even if it's a digital message. You know what? Oh my God, everybody just needs some form of connection right now. I can genuinely say that. So my hand was totally in front of my face for the last 20 minutes. So I hope that you heard most of that. And have a wonderful night. And I love you and bless you and send many blessings your way. Peace and love.